When is Late Model Live coming on tonight? Oh my God! We got Weaver, Beaver, Kevin Weaver wins. There's no green light. The race of the year. Forget about it. I don't want to hear nothing else. Glad to see all our fans are out tonight. <laughs> I hope they appreciated that ass kicking. And y'all, I know you love me. I mean, Dirt on Dirt's interviewing me right now. You got to be kidding me. Who's it going to be at the line? Oh, no! The winner of the inaugural Dirt Million, Earl Pearson Jr. Oh, my! Shannon Bad wins it! Are you kidding me? The kid can wheel a truck. The kid can wheel a wave model. Oh, hell yeah! At the line, it's going to be Jonathan Gavick This is one of those days you literally can't find anything to complain about because it's such an awesome day. This is your race day report for... It's going to be Scott Bloomquist winning his eighth Dirt Late Model 3. Swap, move over. New race of the year. Into turn number three. Davenport blocking. Shepard slide job. Davenport answers. Shepard wins. Shepard wins. I like to look at the thing tonight. But for right now, sit back and relax. And most importantly, welcome to DirtOnDirt.com. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Bobby Pearson, wow. 32, and his the driver who formerly ran that car to the inside, Earl Slide Pearson job. Jr., going to try to take the lead from him off the corner. No, Pierce Ballot back. Oh, they're side by side. Time to go. What a show at Mansfield. Look at Greg Satterley. Satterley's there as well. And Ricky Weiss, four cars throw him under me. a blanket. You're kidding me. Two by two. Pearson throws the slider on the bottom. Up the track, up the track. Pierce with a crossover. Down the straightaway at the line. Oh! Up the line. Nine, Nine to go, to go. Dustin. What a race. What, oh no, Pierce hooked it right over in the corner, but he gathers it back up. Weiss and Satterley, I'm telling you, those guys are right there as well. Here they come now, they rise the right cushion down the straightaway. Here he's trying to get one more run, but he hooks he's a run. Close enough. Down the back not straightaway for the final time. Checkered flag in the air. The winner of the inaugural Dirt Million is gonna be Earl Pearson Jr. All right, race fans climbing out of the car. How about it for your winner, Earl Pearson Jr. Turn got a little trigger happy there. <laughs> it's been a while. Turn wanted to cue up that welcome back Cotter music a little bit early. A little early. It's been <laughs> 70 days. It has been 70. Ben, by the way, is old enough to remember welcome back Cotter. So I'm glad that he is joining us in the studio today for this. Yes? No. No, I mean. Yes. 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 Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> 70 days ago, as Derek said, I sat in this seat hosting Late Model Live, and we figured, you know what? Enough time has passed. Turn has barely done anything this Fact. summer wow. at all. As you wow. can see by his botching of the music there at the beginning of the show, we thought it was time to get the show rolling again. This is Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live for Tuesday night, August 20th. Happy birthday to my wife, to mom, Amber, yesterday, by the way. Uh, 28 years old. Can you guys believe that? Yeah. 
I'm only yeah, 25, yeah, so I believe yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I'm just a little bit older, but happy birthday, babe. Uh, we're, we are not only coming back this week, but we are coming in hot and heavy. Preview of the Dirt Million, a recap of what was a, a really damn busy weekend this past Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's supposed to be Sunday, quite honestly. For having a crown jewel at Batesville with the topless, there was a lot of racing this past weekend. And can we just, Chris Madden, I've... I, 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 I honestly do not know what to say about Chris Madden at this point. For the first time ever, guys, someone has won the Cedar Lake Florence Batesville Triple. It had never been done before. He did it three weeks in a row. This is historic. You are witnessing history right now, unlike anything you have ever seen. Ben, I was going to wait to introduce you later in the show, but jump in now. What Chris Madden is doing is is what? Fill in the blank for me. It's pretty badass is what he's <laughs> doing. And, and the thing is, his confidence is just building and building. And the potential's always been there, but he's yeah. had random bad luck leading these big races. And now that the seals broke, sky's the limit. Yep. And there's some very, very big shows starting this weekend that are on the line. I tell you what, man, it's going to be interesting to see what Chris can do the rest of the year. Derek is uh, not as maybe as, as boisterous about Chris Madden as I am, Derek. But, I mean, look at this, 50-50-40. Uh, come on. Pretty, I'm not totally anything You did vote him. him number one this week. I did vote right? him number one this week, okay. but we had a discussion. Is he Could he – and we'll probably say it on the show, can he be the driver of the save year? Save that thought, though. Yeah, I'm going to save it, but save ah, he's having a heck of a run. And I picked him, picked him to win Cedar Lake, and I got his streak going, so I get a little credit, I think, Always Chris. So you're welcome, buddy. Credit for everything. <laughs> the Topless, meanwhile, for whatever reason, it's the only event in America that pays $30,000 to win or more that has other races scheduled on top of it. We'll touch on that in the show, but we've got Topless Recap, Richmond Recap, another great Tyler Carpenter Victory Lane interview, <laughs> World of Outlaws Recap, and so many other races around the country to talk about as we set the stage for the now three-day Three-day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Dirt Million at Mansfield that we are leaving for. Uh, we were going to leave after the show, but we had elected to leave on Wednesday morning. Uh, something exciting this week, too. Derek likes to claim that he is my co-host every week. He <laughs> likes to say he's my co-host. He's more of a sidekick than a co-host, if I'm being perfectly honest. But this week, we actually do have what might be a co-host in the studio, joining us for the first time ever in the Kaiser Manufacturing Studio, Ben Shelton, everybody. Joining us for the... I, ben, ben Shelton, I'm everybody. Gonna, I'm going to clap, too, because I'm just glad I made it here. It's, uh, it's ben, been quite the day. Ben, you had a hell of a day with travel. You were three hours late getting to Bloomington. We had to record a little bit later. Uh, are you are you of the right mind to do Late Model Live uh, with us right I, now? I, don't th I think if you're of the right mind, you're not going to be ready for this. <laughs> I mean, I, I have flown over 11 states to go 400 miles today. I am concerned, though, that you you, you Put Derek down. He's behind me. If he shoots me or comes at me, I'm never going to see he it coming. Well, I'm not going to be mad at Look you, Look at this. Ben. The triple box turn. Oh, the Look triple box. History wide. History. Well, he hasn't done anything all summer. It's time wow. that he actually get to wow. work a little bit and do something. They, he said God it took sake. the whole summer to figure this out. You so. remember five minutes very ago when he played, he played the music too soon? That was, I think it was about four and a half minutes ago. Yeah. He fired Welcome Back Cotter a little bit early. We're all a little huh. rusty, okay? We're all a little rusty. <laughs> Our pay We're happy to have you here, Benji. Glad to be it's fun to co-host the entire show with us before we leave for Mansfield. Our pay attention segment will be devoted solely to the Dirt Million coming up. And last year's winner of that race, Earl Pearson Jr., will join us as well to talk about what is it like to be given a $200,000 check. That's standard for Ben. Ben gets those kind of checks all the time. They never cash, right? <laughs> but I do get them, yes. They never clear. Uh, ben and Derek, uh, give me something interesting to you, the Dirt Late Model World. As we sit here on Thursday night leading up to Mansfield, Derek, give me something you're thinking about. It's going to be like Reese Davis always says this on like college game day. We got collision course coming. We got... Number one driver, Shepard. 
of most of the year, and then Chris Madden. They haven't really raced against each other the last couple weekends, so I'm looking forward to you know the two best drivers currently in the country battling it out, duking it out, and then that's what we need in this sport is when the best two finally you know can come to one event and race. I like that, I like Benji. That. What about you? I'm thinking the drivers are going to have hypothermia this weekend that we're in Batesville, <laughs> and now now we go to Mansfield where it's 30 degrees cooler. I think hypothermia could be a concern. <laughs> now I, I'm you know it sounds very uh, trivial, but I'm excited about the weather because it's been miserably Ugh, hot at some events this year. 75 and sunny at Mansfield all weekend beautiful bring your jackets race fans it's gonna be cold i'm thinking about that and then i'm thinking about mansfield we'll t- i know we'll talk about it later but the great equalizer that i think mansfield could be this weekend between regional and national talent yeah i think so too speaking of some of that regional talent uh five guys locked in through all the fan voting and everything turn throw that up there real quick max blair was max number one last year too two for two he was so he never won again he's got a good uh, infrastructure of his people there uh max blair bobby pierce fiery matt Irie. two for two yeah he made them made them both as well Scott Bloomquist sneaks into the top four, and Ryan Markham, uh, the number five car, in fifth. So those guys, if that stands, are, are voting done? It's done. It's done. Okay. It's locked down. So that will stand, in fact. Those five guys get a starting provisional in the Dirt Million. Max Blair, Bobby Pierce, Matt Irie, Scott Bloomquist, and Ryan Markham are in the event uh, no matter what. Speaking of that, one very important thing to remember also, the three-day Dirt Million in every lap can be seen live right here, Thursday. Friday, Saturday at DirtOnDirt.com. We've got three manned cameras, three POV cameras. Turn, what is POV for those that don't know at home? I know they are, Dad. Point of view. You don't know. They're like speed shots and things like that. We have a drone. Ben will be pit reporting in the infield as he does better than anybody in the industry. James and Dustin will be up top. Everything you've come to expect from a killer Dirt on Dirt production, we have got it live. Dirt Million at Mansfield this weekend. Live, 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 Derek. We are live. live from Mansfield all weekend long. You, the only place to watch the Dirt Million is right here at DirtOnDirt.com. But I have so many things to get to, so let's get to it. Here we go, five things. Number one on five things, there's something that I need you to remember here, people. In mid-June, you see it right here at the Dream, Chris Madden was likely done for the year. We are talking about less than two months ago this happened. He had just broken up with Greg and Tyler Bruning's race team, and he was likely done, or at the very least, taking the summer off. He gets a call from Scott Bloomquist and Cody Summer that says, hey, come race our car while Scott recovers. It turns out that might have been the most important phone call of his life. Cedar Lake, bam. Florence, a week later, in northern Cincinnati for $50,000. Pop the champagne, bam. And then this past Saturday night at Batesville, the topless 100, wham, bam, Thank you, ma'am. Winning three straight crown jewels in the first time ever anybody has pulled off the Cedar Lake, Florence, Batesville, 50, 50, 40 trio. It had never been done before until Madden did it Saturday night in the hot Arkansas heat. Ben's still recovering from that. Madden's winning move came on lap 75 when he went from first to third. He led early in the race, but then had finally got the lead again on lap 75. He went to the outside of Overton, then to the inside of Bloomquist. And it was all she wrote from there. He led the final 25 laps and put a $155,000 first place exclamation point on his last 14 days. 155 grand in two weeks. This is greatness that you're witnessing. Madden caught up with Ben afterwards. And man, there is really nothing to do but pinch yourself at this point. Just really in shock. You know, this is unbelievable to win, uh, what, three crown jewels in a row. It's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, for us to put together what we've put together in a short period of time and come out here and just uh, be dominant. That says a lot for uh, for our team that we've put together, our Team Zero, uh, Chris Madden Racing, and 
Scott Bloomquist Racing has put together is pretty amazing. And, um, you know, all the hard work that's done at home, the preparation, uh, many, many, many late nights and a lot of hours put in. I want to thank those guys, AJ and uh, some people at home that come over and help me uh, with some volunteer help. You know, it takes each and every one of them to make it happen. Is there any reason to believe that he won't win Mansfield this weekend and then Eldora after that in a season where Brandon Shepard seemed like a surefire lock to be the driver of the year? Can a guy who took a full month off and wasn't that good early in the season win driver of the year? I'm possibly, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying that it's not as crazy as it was two months ago. Madden is the clear favorite everywhere he unloads right now. This hot streak ain't over yet. Number two on five things. Don't lose sight of the fact that while Chris Madden's blistering hot streak was going down in Arkansas, about 90 minutes earlier, Tyler Carpenter won the biggest race of his life. The Kamikaze Kid won $20,059 Saturday night at Richmond in the biggest event in Richmond history and the highest paying race in Ultimate Series history. Racetrack, of course. Carpenter got the lead from pole sitter Tanner English on lap 18 and never looked back, picking up his second ever Butterball Memorial victory. But like I said, this one was worth $20,000. And as soon as I heard that he won, I was pumped because I knew we were going to get some of that sweet, sweet Tyler Carpenter post-race reaction. What can a boy like me say, man? Unreal. I mean, this ain't even going to sink in in a month, two months, a year. God damn, I'm here in a barred motor. I ain't got in a pot to piss in. But Kryptonite race cars and Chuck Longbreak, baby, is in victory lane. Congratulations, man. I had anybody in victory lane like this in a while. I can't help it, man. I'm just as down to earth as it gets. I'm telling you, I'm just a poor, redneck country boy. Me and my family strive to make Kryptonite business go. And here we are on, on front of everything, baby. $20,000. What more can you say, dude? What more can you say, dude? Carpenter once called Richmond one of his favorite racetracks, and I'm sure it's really one of his favorites now after this five-figure payday. I know Ohio Valley is running for 3000 to win this Saturday, but fresh off this 20K, I want the whole Carpenter clan at Mansfield this weekend. Number three, it's pretty rare that a national tour would fall to the third spot on five things, but there was just too much else going on that I needed to talk about. The World of Outlaws with a Northeastern triple header that started on Friday night at Williams Grove. The first time the series has been at the Grove since 1988. Term, were you alive in 1988? No. I didn't think so. No shock, Brandon Shepard wins this race in a runaway. Saturday night, better racing at Port Royal, which, by the way, would be awesome if they could host a big late model event. I'm talking about a big, big late model event here. A big one. Mason Ziegler and Ricky Weiss went down to the wire in Central PA with Mason just getting by Ricky. Oh, God, this racetrack's good. On lap 38, as that was the fourth lead change exchange between the two drivers and going on to win it from there. And is it just me or does it seem like every time these guys or anybody, Lucas, whoever is at Port Royal, late model racing is good there? Yeah, I don't. I told these guys before we went out, you know, we got to keep this one in PA. Keep, keep her in PA, boys. Uh, man, we got a lot of laps around this place, and uh, I love coming here every time. And Brian told me to keep the body on it before I went out, and <laughs> that counts as body still on it to me. But, man, I'll tell you what, what a heck of a race car. And uh, hats off to, to Weiss and his crew. I'll tell you what, man, his car must have been good because I was absolutely out of control on that cushion, and he could stay right underneath me the whole time. And uh, hats off to him and Shepard and them running third. But, Man, I just can't say enough about my crew in this JLE Industries Rocket, man. What a uh, what a what a piece, man. And Brian, Buck, everyone's part of this thing. Mark Smith with MS Shock Therapy Penske's. 
I couldn't have asked for a better car. You know, like I said, this thing was just on kill again tonight, and I could put it wherever I needed to on the track. And uh, I got to lap traffic there, and I was a little bit nervous to move up to the top. But um, you know, the top was a little bit free for me. But I, I found a pretty good line in the middle, so I, I knew. You know, at first when I got to lap cars, I didn't know what I was going to do. But then uh, after I started racing them a little bit, I knew if we got to them again, that I, I knew where I was going to go. So it was, uh, you know, it was just another awesome night. Can't thank them enough. Sunday, the guys were supposed to be at Erie's, the Outlaws, that is, but they were rained out. Back to Williams Grove for a second. Not only did Brandon Shepard get his sixth World of Outlaws win, 16th World of Outlaws win on the year, uh, 16th or 17th? 16th, right? Yeah. But he'd never been to the Grove before, but said not that big a deal because it raced just like he remembered on the PlayStation game from 2002 that featured the World of Outlaws sprint car. See, turn you are right. Video games are good. Number four, let's give Ray Cook's boys some love. The inaugural Fall Nationals, Fall Nationals, kicked off to a 98-degree day at Smoky Mountain on Friday in the North Georgia on Saturday, which was live at DirtOnDirt.com. Sort of a neat subplot to the entire weekend was the 4T car was undefeated. It did not lose at Smoky or in Chatsworth. The crazy part is it was two different guys driving. Friday at Smoky, it was Tommy Kerr aboard his typical 4T, blunt motorsports ride, when he steered his way to a $4,000 win, passing Brandon Kinzer right there with 10 laps to go. Then Saturday night, McIntosh climbed into the 4T cars. Kerr just didn't compete that night. And McIntosh got the $10,000 win at North Georgia, leading every lap for a comfortable victory. Pretty rare to see one car carry two different guys to weekend wins. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what a year, man. We've... Uh... We've had a lot of flats, and uh, I've made a lot of mistakes, and, and we've just had a lot of bad luck and, and tried hard. But uh, what a night. I'm, I'm glad for these guys for staying behind me and, and not losing faith. You know, like I said, I've, I've made a lot of mistakes, and we've had some bad luck this year. But uh, so cool to get a win tonight. I, I can't thank enough uh, David Bryant, Eric Watson, Larry Garner, uh, everybody that's part of this. Vic Hill Race Engine. It's the first time I've drove this engine, and, man, I, I tell you what, I really like it. So, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, Massey Electric, Stowers, Cat, Vic Hill Race Engines, um, everybody that makes this deal happen, uh, it's just really cool, no doubt. I just got to riding there and waiting on my stuff to get warm, right rear tire to get warmed up, and just started hitting my marks, and I kept working that bottom. It was, the racetrack was real challenging tonight, but it was challenging for all of us, and I just, I kept trying to hit my marks, and when I, man, when I got in a rhythm on my marks, my car took off, I took off, and man, it's so fun to win a race, not getting to, race every weekend i kind of take time off and man it means so much more to win one when you don't race every weekend and real quick you ever seen one car carry two different guys to victory in the same weekend no i was just thinking i'm going to task andy savory on touring <laughs> has that ever happened before uh we'll find out we'll have andy look into that finally number five emotional night in portsmouth ohio on saturday is the fred dillo memorial took place at prp the Dillo family has been a longtime supporter of DirtOnDirt.com, and as far back as I can remember, there has been a Dillo memorial on the banks of the Ohio River. But the finale rolled off on Saturday night, and Steve Casebold had himself a hell of a weekend, by the way. First, he got the Ike Moeller Memorial at Moeller, appropriately, on Friday night for 5000 seen right there. Then Saturday, he rolls to PRP and cashes in on the final Flying Fred for 6000 83 bucks. It was his richest two-victory weekend since 2012. Thank you, Andy Savory, for that statistic. Meanwhile, Case Bolt knew this one meant a little more in the final Dillo Memorial at a racetrack that he's always loved. 
they're just a super special bunch of people. I mean, to, to do this for 25 years, year after year, and I can't imagine the amount of work that it takes, and they're doing it so selflessly and giving back to us racers and knowing they're not getting anything out of it. I mean, us racers just really, really, really appreciate that hard work that they do, and um, I didn't get the honor to, to meet Mr. Dillo, but I've won two of these now, and it looks like I'm going to be the final winner of it, so I'm uh, proud to be on that trophy. Again, a final shout-out to the Dillo family, especially Susan, who has treated us like royalty for the 13 years of DirtOnDirt.com. 25 years of a memorial race is a hell of an accomplishment, a tip of the hat to those guys, and a job well done. Flying Fred would be damn proud. That was five things. Benji, one quick note, too. Uh, the Mars triple header this weekend, they got rained out on Sunday. Darren Klein wins at Tri-City on Friday night. Bobby Pierce supposed to take the weekend off. Wouldn't you know what he goes to? He was I bored. He tweeted that he was bored. In, so. Did we not see the infield at Tri-City? I'm not convinced. That show wasn't rained out. There was actually a lake in the infield the entire race. They got rained out on <laughs> Sunday at Fayette County. You know, I mentioned this in the open. I wanted your guys' perspective a little bit. Batesville, I think there's 13 or 14 races that pay 30000 or more to win. Batesville is the only one that is scheduled on. All the rest of them, Lucas Outlaws Independent, are, are, are off. Why do you guys think that is? Is it the geography of Batesville? Is it all the rainouts they've had the last three or four years? You're, you're kind of a Batesville veteran. What do you think it is? It's kind of been that way since day one. If you remember, there were years that I, I want to say the Jackson 100 was on it, and then it flirted with like north-south yep, 100 yep. dates. And so that was really miserable times for somebody from my area. As a kid, we didn't get out much. So yeah. the topless and the show me, and you look at the schedule, and there's Jackson, so you don't get any of those guys. I just think, too, even though obviously I-80 is further west, I think it's logistics. Batesville is not an easy place to get to, and I think that that encourages a lot of tracks just to book against it. It's kind of the uh, redheaded stepchild of the crown jewel world, if you will. What do you think, Derek? I mean, it's like you said, I don't know if redheaded stepchild's the term, but it does feel like all of the things combined sort of make it that a little yeah. bit. When so. it's just like what Earl was saying, I was going to ask, ask him this, but like how many consecutive races in a row now we have of like crown jewel season? You literally have two months, two and a half months of big pain races, and you have, you're seeing guys now pick and choose where to go. And you think, I think drivers are getting smarter where they can stay around home and don't have to travel as much. I mean, you had 41 cars at Port Royal. So like you said, I think yeah. they deserve a big race if you have 41 cars on a weekend like that when there's Batesville. And, you know, they're completely opposite directions. Like, yeah, and that's the, the thing. Country. Nobody at Port Royal was going to Batesville. No, so, and, and, it, right, right. And at the same time, you had 42 at Richmond. I mean, yeah. how about car counts yeah. in that area? Kudos to Kentucky and Ohio for great turnout. Look how smart and mature we are flushing this entire thing out. I'm proud of us, guys. I'm really proud of us. I think drivers are getting smarter. They can just <laughs> hold, race on, it. Hold, hold on a second. Turn, what, what, have you, what do you want to throw in? Yeah, turn uh, anything? <laughs> I'm just busy. I've got a bunch of cameras. Oh, I've got more cameras than I'm used to now. Uh, normally, I have some thought provoking. We'll make it easy on turn here. I have some thought provoking lead in to pay attention every week. Uh, but let's not overthink it. It's the Dirt Million at Mansfield. What the hell else would we be paying attention to but that? I like. I think I'm that little. I'm that flabby white guy right there. By the way, that's me. <laughs> uh, ben and Derek are going to jump in here as we dive into the Dirt Million this weekend at Mansfield Motor Speedway in North Central Ohio. Ben, I want to ask you first, and I don't think I'm saying anything that event promoter Cody Summer has not said himself, and that you and I have not talked about. When you go into the second year in an event, how do you maintain the momentum? How do you keep the magic up? Um, an event that's crowdfunded like this one, especially, I think Cody, me, and you all agree. I think it's going to be a good event this weekend. It's just harder sometimes to maintain that in year two. And I know that's been a topic of discussion on social media. It's just hard to do. You promote races. It's tough, isn't it? Well, it's kind of like a racetrack that's either brand new or it's been closed for a few years. Yeah. That first year, everybody loves you. You're the darling. That sophomore year, it's gloves off. Here they come at you bare knuckle. 
And, and I think same deal with this. One thing he does have in his favor, though, is you saw it in the open, 10 laps of badass yeah, racing yep. to end that thing last year. you got to remember that going into this year. You know, Mansfield is a racetrack itself. Obviously, its backstory is very well documented. Uh, we're going to talk about it with Earl Pearson Jr. later. Asphalt track turned dirt. On first glance, you kind of look at the thing and you wonder, is, kind of, is this thing going to race? It's a little bit narrow. But then you see, like you said, the final 10 laps of that event last year, and it really was thrilling. What do you expect as we head into year two? What are the expectations people have? And what do you think we're going to see racing-wise? Man, it's kind of its own animal. And, you know, I'd be kind of curious what Derek has to say because he watched it last year as well. But, you know, from my perspective watching it, it's a racetrack that – and let's be honest, the characteristics might not race real well early in the night as far as heat races, but as the feature goes on, it widens out. And we saw it in that final feature. I think another thing we saw last year, these guys finally figured out how to race this racetrack by the time we got to night two – this year, they got three nights yeah. to figure it out with experience. Suave, what do you think? Year two. Uh, I mean, until maybe this year, the Dirtland I'll Dream, this was the craziest night of, like, racing. Like, I saw in one night, you got... Just you weird know, things. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, good yeah. Flagman gets hit. Uh, you know, heartbreak city for everybody. And I think, you know, how the track's laid out, I think a guy, the cushion's going to be tough, you know, on the equipment, but I think the fastest way around the track, you know, is on the top. So, well, you know, have to see what kind of drivers are maintaining it, you know, like Earl Pearson Jr. throughout the night. And Ricky Weiss, he was, you know, pretty much ran the bottom there, and he was a top five finisher. Uh, you know, I'll ask you both this, and I'll start with you, Ben. Is this simply a Chris Madden? I was going to say Chris Madden or Scott Bloomquist just because those cars are so good. I'll say it. Is this a Chris Madden or Scott Bloomquist romp? Are we just going there to see one of these two guys get coronated because those cars and Chris is so good right now? All right. You guys might disagree with me here, but going into this place again, back to question one, Mansfield is its own animal yeah. and it races different. You know, if you've got to push the envelope every lap. If you don't, somebody's going to pass you. That's why we had seven different leaders, I think, in this race last year. But because of that, you can just tear your race car up in a hurry and be out of contention. You know, I'd be shocked if those guys don't win at least one preliminary feature apiece. However, you know, going into Saturday, I don't know if you can guarantee anybody's going to win. Just too many things can go wrong. If somebody's going to dethrone them, you heard it here first, I think it's going to be an aggressive wheelman like a Bobby Pierce, sure. a Brandon Overton, a Shepard, or a Ricky Weiss, somebody that gives 100% every lap. Derek, do you, I'll start with you on this one. Give me your top three or four things that you're looking for at Mansfield this weekend. And I'll say again, don't give me an answer of, you know, I think Jonathan Davenport will be a contender. Give me something a little grittier. Three or four things from you, three or four things from Ben. All right, I got two. My first thing is, you know, um, we're going to, like I said earlier, we're going to have collision course. You know, the two best drivers in the country. Yep. People are, are going to be, you know, licking at the chops of this. Madden has this confidence. Shepard has this confidence. You know, the only reason that, you know, the – you know, the World Battle Race is number three because we see Shepard win every week. You know, just this guy <laughs> down in the thing. That, that but, Port Royal race yes, is good, though. I, know, I love Port Royal. Steve O'Neill, well done. Yes. But uh, uh, this is what fans want to see is you just know the two best drivers battling out, the two hottest drivers. And I guarantee you right now, after this week, that Team Rocket camp is like – fed up, you know, with all this oh, saying yeah. of Chris Madden. You know that Mark Richards is in that, you know, shop He's in right the lab. He's like, guys, yeah. you see what they're doing on Dirt on Dirt. You know, I know Madden's <laughs> earned it, but they disrespected us. We're going to have a big race. Wait a minute. Now. Mark just texted me and said, what the hell's with all the Madden <laughs> yes. love? No, he did not, but yes. I, I know what you're saying. Second that's why Mark's thing is, right. like Ben's been saying, this is a race where you, this race where the best card doesn't win. You could toss out, you know, how they did the first two nights. True. You can toss True. out how, you know, Jimmy Owens is the fastest car. He breaks, you know, with 10 to go. Brandon Shepard and um, Shannon Babb were having one of the, the second and third best car. And, you know, and then Earl Pearson made his move on Bobby Pierce because he jumped the cushion. And he was probably the seventh or eighth 
best car. And then he had Greg Satterley. He like he was definitely not a top five car all night, but he got one of his richest paydays. I kind of so, forgot he was in the top five yeah, last so year, honestly. That's, it's just a race where you just got to be there at the end, and that's what you got to do is maintain your equipment. It's just it's going to be deciding when the drivers are going to pounce on and make a move. Benji, go ahead. That's some good stuff. Actually, you guys are crazy if you think Mark Richards gets fired up about stuff like that. <laughs> but that's why he's, that's why he's but, Bill Belichick, but, man. But no, you're not. He does get fired up about that. So a couple of things. I've got three things. First, they've added 1,000 yards of sifted. Yes, sifted for yep. rocks, clay to this racetrack. I'm going to go back to my engineering days. Usually per yard is about 1.8 tons. So that's about 1,800 tons wow. of dirt they've added to this racetrack for this year. That's the good news. The bad news, they've raced on it one time this year. Yeah. Everything else has rained out. They had one sprint car race. The prelim night. Yep. Yeah, one yeah. night of the World uh, Sprint Car Championship. So they've only had one night. So will the racetrack hold together? Yeah. What's it going to be like? That's going to be a big thing. You know, um, next thing is, okay, guys are coming in with momentum into this event that I consider my to be under-the-radar guys. Mason Ziegler, he gets that first World of Outlaws win. Chase Younghands has been sneaky around the top of some yeah. of these big races this year. Donald McIntosh, the guy's bringing a Buick. How can you not root for him? <laughs> He's bringing his, his, his own Buick engine this weekend. And, of course, like, you know, Ricky Weiss. I'm really going to be watching that. That is the kind of guys, to go back to what Derek said, that could have an upset win this weekend. And then the last thing, how could we talk about a major event if we didn't talk about some kind of Bloomquist drama? Yeah. If we have a racetrack like we had last year, I don't know how Scott could be in 100 laps. He was so banged up from the show. Still from not the, the healthy from the, yet. From the topless sat Saturday night. That's why you didn't have an interview with him in the Dirt on Dirt recap. Not because Ben Shelton and Ron Bowling didn't go oh, over there. I thought there. Ben was just being lazy, but okay. We, we actually did. I was lazy. <laughs> he went in the truck. He could not. He was not in a mood to be interviewed, nor to come back out. Usually, Scott will have us come in the truck, or he'll try to make it back out. He was in a lot of pain. If we got a big curb and a racetrack that's got some character, I'm not going to say holds character to it. Can Scott go 100 laps? Going to be something to watch. Uh, I agree. I think uh, just watching him, you hate to say, oh, he's hobbling around, but he's hobbling around. Yeah. He can't. He just body cannot move after 100. How will he hold up at Mansfield? I want to hit on a couple things with the purse here. Turn throw up. Uh, where the purse is right now as we sit here on the Tuesday of the event, $309,241 right now. Remember, they tweaked it a little bit this year, right? Because it was 50% to the uh, winner last year. It's 30% now, which means they'll uh, be a higher percentage for those starting at the back of the field. Let me get through a little uh, turbo math. Leave that up, though, Turn. Leave that up. A little turbo math last week. Devin Moran and Tyler Herb asking me at Batesville, what's it going to pay to win? And Turbo goes, well, it's like 300000 right now, and 30% of that's 10000 <laughs> <laughs> That ain't it. Man, Turbo, that's, your, that's your protege. Can, that's, like, teach him some uh, math. Turbo math. Uh, turbo math. And, and Devin looks at me, and Devin goes, wait a minute, that ain't right, is it? I was like, no, sir, that's not. <laughs> oh, boy. Definitely not. So right now, you know, we're, we're looking at 100-ish. Can we take guesses on what we think first place is going to be? Um, you go first. I think – I think the way Cody likes to one up everybody, I could see a hundred twenty-six thousand dollar winner's check. I could see that one twenty-six and one. Ben. Possible. That's my we just you don't know how many people are going to show up. You don't know what the broadcast is going to do. Remember, a piece of you your broadcast know. goes towards yeah. the purse as well. So ninety-two thousand, uh, which is no chump change as we as we sit here right now. Final thoughts on the Dirt Million, guys. You got anything before I close? Pay attention, Ben. <laughs> 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 no, uh, did I mention it's going to be 75 degrees? 75 uh, and sunny, baby. And three days this year. That's going to be interesting, yep. too. It was only two days oh. last year. Twin 10,000 to win on Thursday and Friday, and that might give the track crew a better chance to get a handle on this new dirt. Derek Mark Richards texted and said, you're fired. I, uh, I mean, Because the Rocket Chassis owns dirt on dirt. Doesn't everybody know yeah, that? I think I've read that. I'm Derek? Derek is actually out of Suave Motorsports now. He is. He, oh, no, <laughs> don't tell him that. He'd rather I get uh, lose the company <laughs> than have that happen. So. I'm a six, like... Last year was bananas, and you get so much negativity about this race because you know the name of the event, and you know it does, you know stuff like that. But last year, a guy won two hundred and two thousand yeah. dollars. 
You make this race, you're making good money. And how, all the craziness that happened last year. Like earlier, we just showed Scott Bloomquist being light at the scales on like Thursday or Friday night, but put him behind the eight ball. So this race was awesome last year, and I'm looking forward to it because big money races, all the teams go all out. I think it's going to be, you know, sliders, showcase. Somebody's going to junk somebody for the win. It's going to be good entertainment for us. Live at DirtOnDirt.com. Live at Dirt on Dirt. The Dirt Million is this weekend at Mansfield. And a reminder, check out the town. Get around the town. I know Mansfield has a rep as like some gritty industrial town, but we loved it last year. The breweries, the ice cream shops, everything. Get around town and check Mansfield out. Turn ate his way through the entire town last nope. year. Nope, didn't happen. Turn, let's take a look at this week's Twitter question before we go to break. Uh, last year, eventual Dirt Million winner Earl Pearson Jr., we have made two pit stops, but really, I mean, it was several. I think he came in five times. He just made one he more. He actually just made another pit stop. Are we a fan of pit strategy in dirt late model racing? Are we a fan? Are we a fan? I'm not. I think it sucks. Uh, let us know. Use the hashtag late model live at Dirt on Dirt. We'll get to your Twitter questions after this. Back on Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. the best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. Great people to work with, got the best hymns on the market. FK Rod ends on everybody's stuff. Um, she sponsors events, but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK Rod ends, that's for sure. I think it means a lot when you got people behind you that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, like I said, it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success. has franchised for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin.
Through turns three and four, checkered flag in the air. The winner of the first duel at Mansfield will be Daryl Lanigan. Second spot goes to Josh Richards, Mike Marler, third. Into turn number three, the current Lucas Oil late monitored series points lead to the 2015 national champion. Goes to victory lane tonight here at Mansfield Motor Speedway, Dustin. Last year, there was a set of twin prelims on Friday night. This year, there is twin prelims on Thursday night and Friday night, I believe. Yeah, right? That's yeah. right. Twin twins, if you will. Uh, so we will see that Thursday and Friday live at DirtOnDirt.com this weekend. Uh, Earl Pearson Jr. was your winner last year. Speaking of Earl Pearson Jr., our Twitter question is very tied into him. Last year, eventual Dirt Million winner Earl Pearson Jr. made several pit stops during the event. Are you a fan of pit strategy? I am not. I think pit strategy has no place in Dirt Late Model Racing. Derek, you take the response for the first one. All right. At Scott McBride. Our, our buddy, Scott, Scott McBride. MC33. He always has something funny to say. I am no fan of guys bringing out a caution to get a tire change. I agree with that. I do like the pit strategy played in these big hunter lappers, though. So he's like... He doesn't want them to bring out yeah, a caution. Yeah, bring out a purpose. caution to do it. Yeah. So it's okay yeah. for them to do and it. Let's not forget the fact, I don't think it was strategy. Two things. One, he got he was in like two crashes. And the other thing is they were awful. Yeah. That's why he was coming in the pits. Yeah. Turn, you take number two. All right, we have Rich Watkins says... <laughs> Don't like it. If tires are flat or not overheating or mud on the visor, penalty one lap. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Ouch. Oh. Uh, it's a strong opinion. <laughs> okay, Benji gets the third one. Let's go for it. Oh, oh I get, gets Mike Chastain, too. <laughs> Mike Chastain. The, the, the pilot in the, the kryptonite car. That's right. I'm the furthest from the monitor, and I get the longest one. Can you read it, buddy? Oh, that, that's help, not. Old, old I'm man, good. I'm good, buddy. <laughs> I'm the only one in the group that doesn't wear glasses. Uh, yes, it adds another element to the racing. If your team and you can adapt on the fly and make your car good enough to charge from the back to the front via tire, shock adjustments, go for it. That's right. That's what Earl did. Okay. As a fan, who would want to see a late race charge from the back? How about from the back five times? Bunch of haters well, I want to see it, Mike. I just don't want him to have to pit 12 times to do it. We're Mike, on the same page. I'm with you, Mike. I mean, Earl was awful last year. They they literally changed everything but Earl during the course of that race, <laughs> and then they went $202,000. Do sure it was Earl in the car? Do we know? <laughs> it was Jason uh, Fitzgerald. It was a checkered flag. Uh, how many Fitz. more we got, turn? <laughs> we got two more. Uh, Derek, you take the next one. No, there should be no tires change unless there are tires on KJG at Techie Design. So he's with me. You know, unless it's bad or you can pull off after somebody, he doesn't like it either. Boom. I like Derek's, I like Derek's Twitter reading voice. No. <laughs> like no. what he does there. I'll take the last one from Chad Fritz. <laughs> no, I also hate when drivers with flats or handling issues cause a yellow on purpose. Easily one of my oh. least favorite things in all of short track racing. I feel if you can cause a yellow on purpose, then you should lose a lap. I know it sucks for drivers, but it really sucks for fans when every five laps, someone brings out the yellow on purpose. Hashtag late model live. He is dead right about that, by the way. Dead right That's about a plant. That. That's that's like your burn account, isn't it? You actually no, typed that up. No, no. <laughs> Chad, for I'm, no. I'm a, I like the old door rule. If you go in for a flat tire, they wait. No, they don't give you courtesy laps. You, they I go. Agree. So I think that should be a thing. You don't I get agree. courtesy laps. And, I, you know. I, James yeah. Essex, I, yeah. I. Huh. Uh, what a change in tone here the last few weeks on the Bill Stein Shocks Top 25. Brandon Shepard seems like he will just be a unanimous or eight-vote number one all year long. No one's going to undeceat Brandon Shepard, right? No, Nobody's going to do it. Wrong. Uh, then Chris Madden says, hold my beer. Turn. <laughs> Let's take a look at this week's Bill Stein Shocks Top 25. Unanimous number Unanimous. one. Chris Madden for the first time this year. Him and Sheppy flip-flop spots. Derek, you had to put him number one, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, Chris Madden deserves it right now. It's this current state of our sport, he should be number one. I agree. I this agree. is just adding fuel to the fire. I'm just Madden, you know. Sheppy, JD, Mikey, Marlar, as some would say, Ricky Weiss, Jimmy Owens, 
Bobby Pierce, Brandon Overton climbs all the way up from 12th to 8th. Scott Bloomquist also creeping back into the top 10. And Mac Derek, Daddy. do it. The Mac Daddy. The Mac Daddy, <laughs> Dale McDowell. 11 through 20 look like this. T-Mac, Tim McCready, Squirrel, Brian Shirley, Shane Clanton, Turbo down three spots. Ross Bale stays at 15. Moran Richards. By the way, Josh Richards. Yes, I was going to say this. He is second in Lucas Oil points. So how do you... If you were a voter, how would you factor in that for like top twenty-five I, rankings? Because you say it's the toughest series. Well, it, I think it, it it is arguably the toughest series, but it's like has it's Josh crazy. Richards been any good this year? He's like eight, I don't mean any disrespect no, to him. No disrespect. He's five hundred points out of the league. Right, right. He I is, think I'm third in points. You actually are. <laughs> it is crazy though. That's like a shocking. It stat is. That I is a that. shocking statistic as well because Turbo was so good at the beginning of the year. Hudson and Neil Chase Young. It's uh, turn. Anybody new? Yes. Tyler Carpenter. How about that? Derek, yeah. do your he's best a, Tyler Carpenter in victory lane for me. And Tyler, I love you to death, so uh, I can't do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> hey, my dream post is, in no particular order, Tyler Carpenter and Brandon Overton. Give me those two interviews oh. any night. It's money on but both But Tyler is so charismatic. I mean, charismatic is a funny word to describe him, but he really is. He's charismatic in a way. Derek, just give us – and listen, we love Tyler Carpenter. Love he's it. literally one of my love favorite it. dudes in the sport. Derek, give me a quick – we're just a bunch of hillbillies from West Virginia. <laughs> Ain't got no money. We just want to represent kryptonite race cars. You know what, dude? We just won $20,000. And I was like, that is one of the funniest, best interviews we've but had the best, all but year he's long. He's genuine. Oh, that's yeah, the genuine. best part about it. He means every word yeah. he's saying. I love him, his family, his beautiful that's wife. Fantastic. I think he has four kids. I mean, this, I mean, I, I, he puts on a show at Gateway. It's he, awesome. Yes. I've yes. told Dustin Jared in that area, I don't care if he wins or finishes 18th, he should be interviewed every night <laughs> because, because it's it's money. I mean, it's it's interview gold, and he's going to get the crowd fired oh, up. Jeez. Well, I, I don't know where to go from that. I love but it. He is interview gold. Uh, but our interview segment this week that we've uh, come to pre-record in the show a little bit, it just makes for a little better timing and stuff. Last year, Earl Pearson Jr., like I said, the second richest victory in the history of dirt late model racing at $202,000. Just an average half-seer salary for Derek Kessinger over there, right? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, we ca caught up with Earl Pearson Jr. earlier in the show to talk about everything from Mansfield uh, to him eating ice cream in downtown Mansfield this year to just generally his 600th race with Lucas Oil. Uh, Earl Pearson Jr. One year ago, Earl Pearson Jr. won the second richest payday in the history of dirt late model racing when he cashed a $202,000 check and some change from the dirt million at Mansfield. And I think we're only ever, I think we've only ever had Earl on the show one other time. So it really felt like a good time to have him back on. And I have some Lucas Oil questions for him as well, among other things. So joining us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is a guy whose nickname actually makes sense. It is an organic nickname, and he gets he gets my vote to keep his nickname. It is the Hurricane Earl Pearson Jr. from Jacksonville, Florida, joining us on the Integra Shocksonville or Shocks and Springs Hotline. Earl, am I right about that? The Hurricane is a good nickname. Out of all these terrible nicknames in dirt late model racing, you have a good one, Earl, and you get to keep it. Am I right about that? Well, I guess if if you want me to keep it, I'll keep it. But uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a story behind that, but. Anyway, way back in the day when I was driving for Bobby Labonte, uh, the crew guys, well, there was a hurricane coming right to Jacksonville named Earl, and that's where it all started. Okay. The crew guys, uh, Matt and Jason Fitzgerald, that's what they named me, and it's kind of stuck with me ever since, but uh, it, it's all true about the hurricane. Finally, Jason Fitzgerald gives us a good contribution. He gave you your nickname, so I feel good about it now. He's He's done something for us now, so... Yeah. I, I said it in the open, Earl. What is it like to win a race that pays that much money? Did you did it? 
sink in at all immediately that you had just won $200,000 last year at Mansfield? Can you put that into perspective for us at all, what it's like to get a $200,000 check? Well, I tell you, when you take the checker flag and you just look up in the grandstand, everybody's, you know, just standing up cheering on and you go across the scales and it starts setting in a little bit. But when you get to victory lane and, and it, it, the thing of it is it ain't all about Earl Pearson Jr. Of course, we've got sponsors, we've got, you know, families or whatever, but when the crew guys are standing there waiting on you and Ronnie Stuckey, the car owner, that's when it starts setting in because it, it's all a team. And everybody's, you know, pumped up, jumping and carrying on, and, you know, it really takes a day or two to really set in. But, you know, to hold up a check for $202,000, uh, the second, second richest pay, in Dirt Lake Mall history. I mean, it makes me feel good to be able to do it. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of luck involved in doing it. Um, there's several drivers with leading this race with, I don't know, 25 laps to go. And we made, I guess, probably six or eight pit stops <laughs> to put all this in place, you know. And for all of it to come together, for us to take the checker flag, I mean, it was just a special night for me, the sponsors, the team, the car owners, families, everybody. It was just a great night for us. What do you remember most about that night? I, I mentioned, you said six or eight. I think it was five pit stops, but I'll go with six or eight because it makes the story a little better. <laughs> uh, what do you think you remember most about that night? I, I certainly think this is the biggest win of your career, right? And, and just in general, what, what do you remember most about that night? Honestly, through the race, me and Danport get in a little bit of a wreck. And the biggest thing, I guess probably 30 laps ago, I'm like, there's no way we're going to win this race. We're running, I don't know, eighth or so yeah. at that time, maybe even tenth. You know, and you're just sitting there and, uh, man, there's just no way we're going to win this race. I mean, <laughs> but it, it pays great to finish, you know, fifth. If we can get to fifth, that's a great payday. But then all of a sudden things just starting to roll along and people's falling out, cautions are coming out. And that last restart was critical for me to get up there, you know, to get side by side with Bobby. And the last couple laps I remember most is driving as hard as I ever drove a race car in my life to try. I knew where Bobby was going to be. He's going to be on that cushion. Yeah. So I was doing everything I could do to stay close to that cushion where he wouldn't get that good of a run on me. And you just drove it home from that point. I mean, because like you said, you knew he was going to be up top. You said, you know, it's interesting to me. You said you drove your car harder than you ever have before. Even though you weren't on the cushion, you were still driving it as hard as you could on the bottom, I guess. That still happens, right? But, yeah, oh, yeah. It does. And, <laughs> but like you say, you, you know where Bobby's going to be. So um, I just had to drive the car as hard as I could into the corner, let it drift up, and just try to block his line as much as I could without me getting on a cushion because everybody knows I'm not a cushion rider <laughs> and I'm not going to do it unless I absolutely have to. But, um, you know, if you get, go back and look at the videos, um, he, he had one of the best cars there. Um, and, you know, everything worked out for me, don't get me wrong, but, you know, he jumped the cushion a couple of times with, you know, three or four laps to go. So it all worked out for us. We didn't really know how Mansfield would race last year. Obviously, it was sort of a first-time dirt track in a way, or, or resurrected as a dirt track, I should say. All things considered, I think it showed out pretty well. Obviously, you and everyone else have only been a few times in your career now. What did you make of it last year, just on the sheer racing that it had and the racing potential? What did you make of Mansfield? 
Well, you know, when you're out there as a driver and you're driving around it, it looks like a beautiful place. Grandstands are just packed. I mean, it's just a great-looking sight to see. Um, but I was actually in the heat race when the rock flew up and knocked the glass out of the, out of the uh, tower up top, and you're like, right. holy cow, what's going on here? But um, once we got through that, getting the rocks out of the way, because, I mean, they were just hitting the car, hitting your helmet and carrying on. But once you got that kind of out, out, out of the way, I mean, it was just a, a great race, uh, ain't no doubt. I mean, it's, the hype was just big. Um, beautiful place, a lot of spectators. Um, so I think it had turned out very well. Earl, you've gone across the scales thousands of times in your career now. You just had your 600th Lucas race. Congrats on that, the Ironman of that series. But I got to know, that night, was it status quo rolling up to the scales, or were you maybe a little <laughs> bit nervous knowing there was $202,000 that were going to be determined by whether or not you cleared those scales? Well, I can't understand you that great. But uh, anyway, yeah, they roll across that scale, um, you know, just knowing that check there for $202,000. And I think you asked me something a little bit about my career there, 600 uh, starts uh, with the Lucas deal. I mean, that's just an accomplishment for me. And what people don't realize, yes, I've done 600 starts, but I've had Lucas oil on my car since that. And we even go back before that. And I feel really good about having a sponsorship for, people don't realize it, but close to 20 years. Um, and it's a great relationship. Uh, but, I mean, it just tells you where the series is. Uh, all the spectators, all the race car drivers, sponsors, team owners. Um, and, and it's growing. Uh, the sport's definitely growing. I mean, it's, the races are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so. But I mean, you know, like to roll across that scale and know you got two hundred, two thousand dollars coming your way. It was just a great feeling. What he asked you there, Earl. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why you couldn't hear him there. Ben, give it, give it a quick test. Earl, can you hear him here? Earl, if you got me now, are we good now? Yeah, yeah, you're a lot better. Now. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to blame Turn. Just it's not his fault, but I'm going to blame him. It's fun. Kind of what I said there, though, Earl, is you've been across the scale thousands of times in your career. Was there any more pressure that time waiting to go on those scales, knowing there was a, a $200,000-plus payday depending on those scales, or was it a deal where you knew, hey, I know we're good? Well, to be honest with you, <laughs> when, when you take the checkered and you go around the racetrack and you know your next step is go across those scales and you know there's $200,000-plus <laughs> sitting on the other side of those scales, yes, it crossed your mind because that was a long race. A lot of cautions, a big racetrack, and, you know, we went around there looking for a little bit of mud, but there's no mud to be found. <laughs> put on, you know, spin the tires and throw it up on your car. So, yes, I was very nervous. There's no doubt to pull up on that scale. And But Steve Francis gave me the thumbs up, and, I mean, it was just like <laughs> the, lights, the lights are on now. It's all good from here. All right, I want you to be honest with this. I don't know if you will be, but I want you to be. After this race is over, you get your, your winner's cut, you get what you get. What is the most frivolous thing you go and buy after that race? Is there something that Earl goes and buys for Earl? Do you buy something for the family? What's kind of your dirt million reward that you purchase after you win that race? Well, believe it or not, I'm, I'm building a house here, um, and it was just getting started. So I put my money towards 
you know, paying some bills off and helping with the mortgage on this house right here. I've always wanted to build a house on, you know, some acreage. I've got that, and I mean, don't don't get me wrong, that that check helped me uh, big time on this house and property. Sure did. See, look at Earl's very responsible, like a responsible it. race winner. I like that a lot. I would have bought Taco Bell for everybody <laughs> that I know, but you know, I didn't get anything out of it, Earl. But that's okay. Yeah, you know, assuming Earl, the standard percentage I'm doing in my head, you couldn't have bought that much Taco Bell for that amount of money. You literally couldn't have bought that much. People would have been ill had that happened. Earl, I've got some last couple of things here. Some Mansfield quick hitting questions for you. Number one, did you attend the Shawshank Redemption prison last year? Uh, it's right up the road from the racetrack where the movie The Shawshank Redemption. Did you get a chance to go at all or no? I did not, but I drove by it and I'm like, man, I, I don't know much about this situation here, but it's a unique looking place. This year, I'm, on, I'm definitely going in there. There you go. Ben has never if seen I the can. movie either. You've never seen the movie, have you? I have never seen oh, it. Oh, it's impossible. Look, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. One of the greatest dirt late model drivers of all time hasn't watched it. I haven't watched That's the only thing he and I have so, in common because so, I can't oh drive a race car. Earl, this is suave here. Have you seen uh, Forrest Gump? You've seen Forrest Gump, right? Yes. So yes. it's the best movie of that year, Rigsby. I'm not getting it's into a argument. debate there with you go. two about this. What the a, Shawshank Redemption is a better movie. Earl, see what you started can, here. Had you just seen the movie, we would not have this problem what, right what, now. What, one last question for Derek's <laughs> behalf. Have you seen Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, yeah. Have you ever wanna... seen the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, Derek's favorite movie of all time? Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, moving on. Next question. Earl's really disappointing me right now. We loved uh, downtown. Downtown Mansfield proved to be very cool for us last year. We tried all the restaurants and stuff they had. Did you get to go to downtown Mansfield at all? I know you guys don't get to leave the racetrack, and there's a really creepy carousel down there. Did you get to check any of that out or no? No, I didn't. We didn't even leave the racetrack. So this year I'm definitely going to try to go out and, and look at these places you're talking about. Okay, okay. See, we're, 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 this is good for the local economy, Earl. You, you won a lot of money there last year. You need to give back to the local economy this year. So. Yeah, I'm going to go buy some ice cream and a hamburger. Somewhere. There we go. <laughs> you are a very, third question, you're a very mild-mannered guy. I don't, know that, I don't know that I've ever seen you take anybody out, just dump somebody. But let's say this thing was 200 grand to win again. Would you dump somebody in the final corner of the final lap to win this thing? Well, I think it depends on who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Can you if tell us who, Earl? Me sometime in my racing career, absolutely. But if it's somebody that I can race with, don't have no issues, then I might just uh, put the bumper to him a little bit and just shake him up and just see what happens. Ben, let's do some research to see who that will be well, so, we, so we know. <laughs> obvious question. Earl, would you do that to Jimmy Owens? Yeah, not Jimmy, right? No, no, probably not, Jimmy. He probably not. He thought about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we'll see. When the, when the rubber meets the road. Last quick hitter here, Earl. Let's pretend you said you don't run the cushion. Let's pretend you had to. Like the top was good and you knew you could win it. Could you get up there and run the cushion to win the Dirt Million this weekend? Well, I'm going to put it this way. If I have to get up there, I'm going to do everything in my power not to kill myself or wipe the car out and, and finish the race and hope to win it. Absolutely. That was sort of a maybe, I think. Everything in his power. <laughs> <laughs> the defending Dirt Million winner going for back-to-back -back on Saturday night at Mansfield, Earl Pearson Jr. Earl, good luck this weekend, man. we got to get you on the show more. We really appreciate you being on with us, and, and thanks for having fun with us. I know we asked you some silly stuff, but thanks a lot, and good luck this weekend. And we look forward to seeing you out and about in Mansfield this weekend, bud. Absolutely. We'll, we'll... <laughs> 
hook up somewhere and have some ice cream or something. That sounds good. I'll buy you an ice cream or a beer, whatever you pick. Absolutely. We're gonna take another. We're gonna take another break, <laughs> and when we return, it is Suave versus Ben in a lock of the week battle. I think they're both wrong, probably, but that's just me. We are back after this on Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. second to none. Number two, their service is outstanding. And number three, they are on the leading edge of piston ring technology all the time. They supply rings to the best racers in motorsports, all levels. Sometimes you have a, a plan for a show and a script for a show, and right in the middle of a show, and us recording this early in the afternoon, things can change, and that is certainly the case here this afternoon. Uh, Cody Summer, of course, the promoter of the Dirt Million, and uh, now, of course, Bloomquist Racing, the, the guy that's sort of heading everything up over there, sends me a text message that says, hey, I need to talk to you. Uh, we have Cody with us now on the phone. Cody, the news is starting to trickle out on social media and everywhere else that Chris Madden has been injured and will not be competing this weekend. What can you tell us, first of all, about how Chris is, uh, what happened? And I'm just going to kind of follow your lead here, Cody. What happened? How was Chris? Give us the rundown as you as you see it. Well, uh, I guess first and foremost, it's been a pretty tough uh, morning here um, in Mansfield. Um, not really, I guess, from an event perspective, uh, Dirt Million related. It's more... SBR and, and Scott Bloomquist racing related. But as, as you mentioned, I do kind of on this weekend, I do somewhat have two hats to wear. And, uh, and unfortunately we, um, uh, you know, have some pretty bad news, uh, in regarding Chris and, and, you know, our driver, the number zero M, uh, this morning, Chris, uh, fell off a golf cart. Uh, after hitting uh, a bump alongside the hillside uh, near the pit area here at, at the speedway and what appeared to be uh, a fairly simple, I guess you could say, golf cart incident with a few scrapes and bumps uh, turned out to be much, much more than that. Chris was taken to the ER uh, here at Evita uh, in Mansfield at approximately 1230 this afternoon. And, uh, as of uh, 4.30 this after afternoon, not long ago, we, we were notified of how serious the injuries were. Um, and Chris has a fractured eye socket on his left eye, um, and he will not be able to compete uh, in this weekend's Dirt Million event. Um, Chris, he's being transported um, to the Ohio State Hospital in Columbus, uh, which is about, a, about an hour away from uh, the Speedway here in, in, in Mansfield, Ohio. Um, where he'll be evaluated and, and treated for what is expected to be surgery on, on the eye socket. So very unfortunate news, um, not, not expected at all. And um, 
Chris is of course, uh, very upset. Um, I think that's to be expected when, uh, everything seems to be going right. And then very quickly, uh, the world that we live in and, and the higher power can remind you very quickly through, through things like this, that, uh, you don't always have control of things. So, um, his, his wife and, and Avery are on their way here. Um, and again, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty upset and, you know, we all are. So it's, it's kind of been a tough morning. Cody, I know you might not be able to comment on this yet as it's so fresh. Do they have a, a longer term outlook for him? Uh, I guess the, the bigger question, just how serious is the, the eye socket injury and have they, have they hinted at any of that yet or no? Uh, not really. It's kind of, again, it's, it's coming in all right now. Um, so some of that information I'm sure will, will, attain that either this evening or tomorrow, I'd say we probably get a little better idea on, on the timetable, but you know, uh, I guess when you really start to think about it in our sport as a competitor, you know, if you have an eye socket injury, you know, any type of impact, you got to keep conscious of uh, those types of things. And again, we're just, we're just really learning about these types of injuries. It's not uh, anything that I personally have ever really dealt with or, been around anyone that has dealt with an eye socket being fractured so um you know we, we don't have a lot of i guess news and update on that but i know that uh, as soon as we do uh, at, at both chris's uh fan pages on and website and as well as the you know scott boomquist sbr ones we'll be we'll be making sure everybody knows as soon as we can i think what makes obviously the story even more uh importance not the word bigger is the fact that he's on one of the the whitest white hot streaks that we've ever seen in this country so the fact that he can win those three events back to back to back and now he has this happen is it just makes it even more surreal can you try to put into words from an SPR perspective a little bit I'm sure your head's still spinning a little bit that how could this be happening now of all times a little bit yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it definitely makes your head spin. Again, I, I'm kind of juggling a, a couple of different hats here. You know, you have to stay focused on the event, but at the same time, I have an interest in in the team and and in Chris's driving for us. And you know, the biggest thing is when you get that news. Um, I'm a, I'm a human being, and I consider myself a great one. And you know, the first thing that really comes to mind is just how how bad you feel for that man i mean he's he's uh nobody deserves to be taken out of uh the seat of one of the biggest events of the year and and potentially again we don't know but um it could be even longer than that um it just it, it's kind of tough pill to swallow um it is a tough time and being a partner in the team, of course, you know, you do have to, you kind of unfortunately have to think about the fact that it is affecting your business. But the reality is that's very much secondary in my head right now. Just, you know, our biggest priority was just making sure that Chris is, is being taken care of and that his family is properly notified and that they're, you know, the, you know, Chris as a person comes first and foremost over, over the racing and, and what we're doing. Um, with the, you know, the zero car. I mean, I can tell you right now, we've, we've very quickly, Scott and I met uh, just a moment ago and, and it doesn't appear that we have any plans of, of putting anybody in that car this weekend. And, uh, 
I'd say it's pretty likely that that car is going to sit this weekend. That was actually a question. Ben Shelton's here in the studio with us. He was actually just going to ask that. I mean, obviously, our thoughts and prayers and everybody's thinking about Chris Madden right now. It just seems almost staggering that it could happen, you know, 48 hours after uh, the third of his three big victories in a row. Just the timing of it is is bizarre, to say the least. Ben, did you you have something here, bud? No, I was just uh, – Cody, man, I, I, obviously, Chris, everybody's thinking about him. That's paramount. Definitely, from your perspective – you know, you've got this massive event. It, it's all hands on that. You're, you're, you're working on the SBR stuff. And right now with where you're at, how do you stay focused on what you've got in front of you? Because this is, this is quite the unexpected blow that you and the team have had to sustain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I consider myself, um, you know, not everybody's born to lead. Um, and I consider myself a great leader. And one of the first things that I said to Scott was, uh, you know, we need to kind of digest this and, and obviously be uh, conscious and sensitive to the situation. But, you know, we are responsible. We have other responsibilities. And even as the race team goes, I'm, I'm probably the one that has to make sure that the race team understands that the zero car and Scott Bloomquist absolutely have an opportunity to win races this weekend. And, just making sure that that people are focused on that and then I even have to kind of tell myself you know you have a major event uh that a lot of time and a lot of efforts put into uh this this weekend and it deserves your attention and you just kind of have to you know I think anybody in in my shoes is uh going to take a breather for sure you know I, I I haven't gotten a whole lot accomplished this afternoon I ain't gonna lie uh, but but, um, you know, I, I know that, that we have a job to do, and it's to put on a really, really successful and big event, and that's what we're going to do. Speaking of, uh, last few things here, Cody, I was planning on doing a little breakout separate interview with you, but obviously now that we have you on the line with the bad news, uh, we can talk about some of this stuff now. How do you feel about the Dirt Million this weekend? Ben and I talked earlier about how in year two of an event, it's always hard to capture the same imagination and everything, but it seemed like prior to the Madden news, obviously, things were picking up and there was a good vibe about it. Arguably the greatest weather forecast for any event I've ever seen this weekend that you've got. Just in general, a quick question. How do you feel about the million this weekend? I feel very good. I mean, uh, we, yeah, the ticker's a little bit behind last year at this point. I think that we can chalk that up as just kind of that initial year buzz. You're always going to get, I've learned, through promoting, uh, when you have a very unique idea that first year, it, you get kind of um, a, a little bit of icing on the cake with with the buzz factor. But you you lose that in any type of year two or three or four or whatever as it goes, and that's when the prestige starts to build. But that initial buzz factor goes away, and that's kind of the window that I feel like we're in. Uh, people know it's a big pain race. Uh, people know that it's it's one of the biggest races of the year, um, but it did lose a little bit of that buzz. Plus, I think um, educationally, a lot of people are not really, I think, latching on to the fact that the percentages in the purse drastically changed. And um, I would say that it's extremely likely there's a possibility that, that second through 15th will actually pay more than it did last year. Now, will first, it doesn't appear like it's going to at this time. But never say never. Um, all, all in all, uh, I think track looks great. Excited about that. Excited about these guys to be on this new surface. Um, the facility looks beautiful. I really feel like um, we're very prepared and, and 
you know, I've got a great team of, of people here that have allowed uh, that to be possible. You know, they've been able to focus on it and, and get a lot done and a lot accomplished, uh, even when I'm not always here. Um, so it, um, it's something to be excited about for sure. Cody, we look forward to seeing you this weekend, man. We will roll in tomorrow to get everything set up for the broadcast. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Dirt Million at Mansfield. Again, though, all thoughts are with Chris Madden and his family and his wife and everything else. I know you have your plate full right now, so I don't want to keep you between the event and uh, managing Chris's stuff. So uh, good luck. Thank you, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Okay, bud? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Look right. forward to seeing you. Thank you. So we're going to Bye-bye. step away and take a commercial break. We'll be right back after this. That was perfect. Late Model Racing Australia, this is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Let's go racing, 40 laps, here we go. But Tyler Turbo work, what a slingshot up onto the inside, makes slight contact with Gonti, and he's hit the wall. Gonti has hit the wall and has lost three places, but Tyler Turbo work charges his way through to take victory in round two and win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at every show, and that, that was way better than last year. So, never know, you get back next year, there might be 50. Tyler Erb is best on the first race of the year in the Lucas Oil Late Bottle Dirt Series. Tyler Erb dominant in night number two of the Winter Nationals. He picks up his third victory of the season. For the 38th time in his career, for the second straight night and the 39th time in his career, for the third straight night, Brandon Shepard will make history at the 48th Annual Dirt Car Nationals. He wins all four World of Outlaws events. the best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. Great people to work with, got the best hands on the market. FK Rod ends on everybody's stuff. Um, she sponsors events, but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK Rod ends, that's for sure. I think it means a lot when you got people behind you that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, like I said, it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success. Automotive has franchise for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, 
and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Owens has a run on the inside. James, here they come side by side through three and four. This is it. White flag out of turn number four. They're side by side at heat number five. Who's it going to be, Dustin? Final time around. Who's going to win this one? Jimmy Owens in 20. Max Blair in 111. Blair's got to run down the back straight away. That might have done it. Through turn three and four for the final time. Owens with a run on the inside. Checkered flag in the air. The winner of heat race number five is Max Blair. It was a great heat race moment last year at the Dirt Million in Mansfield, Ohio. Five guys last year, including winner Earl Pearson Jr., had their richest career paydays in the history of their entire career, actually, not just in the event. Uh, turn, throw that graphic up real quick. Earl Pearson Jr., of course, the winner at 203000 Truth, I forgot about that one. 20000 almost twenty-one grand last year. Tyler Horst, Ben Mott, and Matt Irie, all five of those guys won more money in this event last year than they had ever won anywhere. Uh, I was scheduled to show this tweet about Chris Madden. I'm still going to show it, but certainly the tone of the show has changed a little bit. Uh, but I want to throw it up there anyway just to, to honor the guy right now. This was a career-best win total of $138,000 in winner's purses was last year. He's done 155 in the last 15 days. He's earned $10,000 per day, $430 an hour, and $7.18 a minute since August 3rd, which is just absolutely unbelievable and of course we get the news today that he will not compete in the dirt million after that accident at Mansfield today was his fractured eye socket Ben try to put a little perspective on this for me this would be news even if Chris Madden was just injured the fact that he is the hottest driver in the country and he's now injured I don't know that I have the words for it honestly you know all of us in this room we all like different kinds of sports in addition to racing yeah. this is Kevin Durant in the playoffs going down yep, yep. You know, yep. God's on top of it. Everybody's watching him. What's he going to do next? Can he keep in this prolific? And then he goes down. And, man, I tell you, it just – what a kick in the gut. I mean, you know, we're all we, – we know Chris, and, and we know him, obviously, as the great racer, but everybody else has seen him do. But we also know him as the person. And we've all been genuinely excited for the guy and what he's accomplished in the past few weeks. He's won five of his last six races. You know, and this is just uh, – man, it's just – it's a very humbling thing. It's perspective. I think the, 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 the paramount thing is – you know, we heard what Cody said. We'll know more details that it, I guess, wasn't worse than it was. And just thinking about Chris and his whole family, but just what a terrible, terrible blow. Not only, you know, obviously that family's paramount, but for this sport, because what a shot in the arm this has been to dirt weight model racing. <laughs> it's just, I always say that you either want a guy to win them all or a bunch of different winners. And he's in this Jonathan Davenport 2015 mode now. And Derek, what have you talked about a hundred times? The whole country is going to Mansfield to see this showdown between Shepard and Madden. I feel like we're getting robbed of that. Now, of course, Chris's health is really all that matters. But on a, a surface level from fandom, we're just getting robbed of that now this weekend. You know, it sucks. Yeah, and, you know, our thoughts are with them and stuff like that. But you could just, when you found out during, like, a commercial break, just, like, the mood of this, like, show. Oh, the whole thing changed. Just yeah. a huge letdown. But, you know, get better, Chris, and uh, we're thinking about you. It's just, yeah, stuff like that you can't take for granted, you know. It can any day can change like that. So That's, we're thinking about you. It's it count your count your blessings for sure. Like yeah. I said, Chris Madden, we are thinking about you, and hopefully, you know, World One Hundred. Hopefully, he can be back in two weeks for the World One Hundred. I don't know enough about those injuries to know, but uh, he's already missing a race. It's going to pay over a hundred grand this weekend, which sucks. Well, it's so. just good he went on to the doctor, got things evaluated, yeah. and um, like I said, thinking about the whole Madden family. And again, sometimes we get reminded what's really important. But man, it, bottom line, it that's terrible, man. It just. 
the deflating. timing. It's, it's just defla- totally it's deflating. Un- unbelievably deflating. We have a show to finish up here. Like I said, <laughs> we're going to try to lift the mood of the show back up a little bit, but it's not that easy. Um, before we get to Swab's lock of the week, because Ben, I want you to offer your lock on top of Derek's lock. <laughs> um, give, give me something. We're gonna, I was going to do this in the show. Give me something that would make racing better. What is something right now as we sit here in August that would make dirt late model racing better? Mine's uh, time management as always. Faster. Everyone go faster. That's mine. Go faster tracks. Be faster. Three-hour shows. Think outside the box. Quit doing the same thing over yeah. and over. Be you know creative. What? Our good friend Trenton Berry at Racing Dirt just pulled off a promotion at his home racetrack in 15 days. Did you see what they were doing? They were going to the school. They were meeting yeah. with kids. They were having The drivers were having lunch with little kids. Biggest crowd in the history of the racetrack, and the track made yeah. money. That goes to your point. Thumbs up, Trenton, because that, yep. you're thinking outside the box, and you're getting the next generation of fans yep. out there. We can't keep sitting on our ass. we got to get creative. Derek, what do you think? Give I me think one it's got to be uh, more of like – maybe collective thinking with the drivers and promoters and fans. Cause it seems like all three of them in the different, uh, feel different things, feel yep. different things. Yep. And I think like, you know, then you see it on social media, Twitter, and you think that like stuff's way worse than it is. The negativity complaining, you know, of fans, you know, of promoters and stuff like that. But I think when they need to have a more collective thought, and I think that'd make racing go farther and, you know, even better through the future. I agree. It has been so long since we've done it. I need a refresher on lock of the week. What is Derek's record right now? Four and eight. Four and eight. That's, I mean, that's like, not the worst. Seems like much of a lock. Hey, I'm going to run me. the table. I'm doing an Aaron uh, Rodgers Derek is going to give his lock of the week, and then Ben is oh going my. to offer his pick for lock of the week as well. Turn fired up. Swam's lock of the week. Yeah, my summer break wasn't so good. I'm four <laughs> and eight. But I've been here before. I'm putting an Aaron Rodgers uh, lock right here. I'm going to run the table. I'm going to get hot, just like he did in 2016. Yeah, he hasn't much lately, but this is 2016 Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm taking my talents to Mansfield, Ohio for the Dirt Million. Obviously, I can't pick Chris Madden now. Am I going to pick Brandon Shepard? Wrong. I'm going with my other Illinois boy, Bobby Pierce. He's going to get her done around that cushion, ripping it. Let's go, Pierce. Take home that big check. Let's make some moves and promise me a showcase like you do every week when you're at the racetrack. And that's Suave's lock of the week. Bobby Pierce wins the Dirt Million, and his car looks pretty sweet. So. Benji, good, bad. Who's your who's well, your follow-up? I want to point out he's, he's four gonna and eight. What a stink well, turd I, record! I was going to say he, he said he's going to pull an Aaron Rodgers. He didn't make the playoffs last year, what so 2016 Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so three <laughs> years ago Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. over three years you'll have enough. You know what? I, if we're going to pick winners, um, I got I got two in mind, and I'm I'm going to tell you who they are, and then I'm going to tell you who's going to win. Brandon Overton, Ricky Weiss, Ricky Weiss like is going to get. The biggest win of his career, his second mega event win. I like that pick a lot. He was right in the hunt last year. Those Bloomquist cars are very good there. I think he could win this. Hey, race and if I go one and oh, I'm never picking again. <laughs> and I'm just gonna be, you know, gonna be perfect. You'll put so. your record there every week. <laughs> Lifetime undefeated, four and eight. If Derek gets above 500, it'll be a modern miracle at this point. Uh, let's finish this show strong with a uh, five to go. Number five, one of the very first races I ever covered at DirtOnDirt.com, and I had to go because Todd Turner did not invite me to his wedding, I'm not salty about it or anything, was the Yankee Dirt Classic in Farley, Iowa. It's not exactly the premier Midwestern event that it used to be, but I know that the folks at Farley, I like what they're doing this year, and the Malvern Bank Tour is part of it now as it starts to climb back up. Two complete shows, 5,000 the first night, 12,000 to win the second night is the Kaziski-led tour. Keeps making inroads farther east, and you're going to see some good cars there this weekend. Get to 300 Raceway in Farley, Iowa, and let's help put the Yankee Dirt Classic 
back on the map. Thanks for inviting me to your wedding, Todd. Number four, I've mentioned this guy's name a few times in the past few years, but I think he deserves another tip of the hat. Brandon Hardgrove, promoter at Lake Cumberland. There are just certain places and promoters you notice have it going on, and he is one of them right now. Saturday night, you have the 10,000 to win Harold Hardgrove Memorial. Harold, of course, was Brandon's father. This event could actually help keep a few of those Kentucky guys away from Mansfield, but it should have its own regional flavor to it. How about a Marler? Not Mike. How about Cameron Marler to win this race? What do you think, Benji? I like that. And, and no uh, front stretch uh, fun times afterwards either. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe Skyler Marler. One of the Marlers. Skyler Marler, Cameron Marler. One of them wins the Harold Hardgrove on Saturday. Number three, it's the season of the Memorial Race. And one of my favorite places, Sonoya, has one of their own coming up Saturday night. The Mike Head Jr. Memorial for $54 and $5,400 to win. $54.54. Ben, you have a good Mike Head story? Real quick. Got to be quick. I got a fantastic one. One time, Talladega Short Track. He's down there. He's hot lapping. It's a little oil fire. Gets out of the car. And when he gets out, he's wearing the fire suit top, cut off jean shorts, and flip flops. <laughs> and God rest, uh, Lynn Phillips, preacher, gets on the radio and goes, Would somebody at least tell Head to go put some pants on? Mike Head <laughs> Jr. Memorial in the flip flops this weekend at Sonoya on Saturday. Number two, like I said, it's memorial season. Let's give another, shall we, shout out to the legendary Hagerstown Speedway with the Tex Schaefer Memorial on Saturday night, 5,046 to win. Benji, I like all these memorial races, put the number of the guy's car number, so it's harder for me to say it at is. the end. Yes. This is an ultimate Northeast race and is also sponsored by our guys at Turn 5. Turnaround, kind of like Ponderosa, a few of those Mid-Atlantic guys stick around home and they skip the Dirt Million. Uh, as of right now, Greg Satterley is going and racing at Mansfield, so he's out. I like Justin Weaver. He's already won there this year. I think he does it again this weekend. And number one, am I right about this, Benji? Cherokee, the longest season of anyone in the country, February through November Cherokee races. It is a lot of racing. We have them down for 15 special events on our Dirt on Dirt schedule. They've got another one Saturday, Carolina Clash, 4,000 a win. This was actually postponed from August 4th, where Trent Ivey was the fast qualifier. I think Ivey goes full circle, brings it all the way home. Fast time on August 4th, 4K to win on August 24th. That was to go. You got any other races or anything this weekend I need to look out for, Benjamin? Well, I do want to throw up from earlier in the show, we talked about the topless and being booked on yeah. top of, and I look at your great National Dirt Digest on the wall. <laughs> Bob Pierce wins the North-South 100 as Scott Bloomquist wins the topless Oh, yeah, that wasn't so weekend, wasn't it? So That's there you right. go. And Rick Mears uh, bags Rick Mears. Uh, bags the Rick's finale. Sorry, the Rick's Furniture Series Mark finale. Mears. Mark Mears won the Rick's <laughs> Series Furniture finale. I missed the Rick's Furniture tour. Oh, that was a great tour. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I really think that Yankee uh, Dirt Classic yeah, this cool. weekend is going to be good. I think it's going to be a lot of good cars. Am at I that. crazy? It's Thursday, Friday. Yes. It's Thursday, Friday for the Yankee Dirt instead of Friday, Saturday. I don't think I said Friday, Saturday. I think I just said this weekend. But it's five to win Thursday, twelve to win right. uh, three hundred. Um, I, I'm always big fans of tracks. Just like should just be Farley Speedway. And, and you feel like at times that race was doing that, and then went. But now it's yeah, it's, it's trying to back come back up. up. That Malvern Tour does good, man. Kaziski does good. That Malvern it. Tour, I say it time and again, it is the best regional tour in the country as far as on any given night. Yep. There's a dozen guys that can yeah. win at least. I agree. Turn. What do we got on demand this weekend? We have Dirt Million, obviously, also live. Yeah. So don't forget that uh, Iron Man at Tri County, unsanctioned at Link Lake Cumberland. Sorry. Uh, Southern All-Stars at Sonoya. Two to add to that, too. We are going to have Malvern Bank highlights, courtesy of our, our friends at Speed Shift. So we will have those highlights in the Ohio Valley race. Our good friend Shooter Lee Gates is going to on Saturday night. A couple of bonus on-demands for you, Turn. There you go. I or like just, that. Or you just missed them. Uh, live this weekend from the Dirt Million. All three nights can be seen live right here 
DirtOnDirt.com, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Everybody in this room is headed out. Memorial Day weekend. Oh, my God. I'm rusty, guys. Labor Day weekend is the weekend after. Uh, Don't forget our partnership with our good friends at DirtVision.com, that Fast Pass, which has gone so well this year. Uh, Three races. I think it's uh, I-96, Sharon, and Sharon on Memorial Day weekend. Jesus, I said Memorial Day weekend. If it's Memorial Day, I'll kill you. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. <laughs> I need it to be Christmas Eve about right now. Uh, get your fast pass for those three outlaw shows the weekend after, and of course the weekend after that. Turn. Have you seen some of the the preview videos we've got cooking for the World One Hundred? I have. Tim uh, Tim Truex sent me a couple of them. Mama, they are Chills. sexy. They are Chills. sexy. The 49th World One Hundred will be live right here at DirtOnDirt.com. This is exciting, Benji. Our notes section, our Kevin Kovac Memorial notes section, uh, taping Late Model Live today. We're going to do this more in the future where we tape the show, and we don't even air it live, Turn. We're just going to put it up. So if it's done at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, we're just putting it on the website. How do you feel about that, Turn? I like it. I like it, too. Let's get Get it to the people Get it to the people. There you go. Podcast. Uh, we'll do about it that way. We're going to have more video casts, too. We did it with Josh King a couple of weeks ago, and people really like that. Did you see all the hubbub over passing points? The $50,000 to win fast track race at Virginia Motor, what do they do? They go to double heat passing points. I heard what JD's you, entering. Yeah, what do you, th- what do you guys think He's about gonna that? He's going to skip Knoxville. I, I, and I want to throw out there, I had my social media post about if tracks and series yep. came back at drivers way they came at them. And JD was the first one to text me and goes, "Will you calling me out, brother?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we talked this past weekend, but hey, man, again, it goes back to what Derek said. We got to find what works for the racers, the fans, and the tracks. That's something we got to continue to work on, and we'll hopefully get more creative and find something where everybody's almost happy. Speaking of that, you noticed late in the season, Plymouth added a two twenty five hundred to win uh, dual feature format on Friday night, yeah. the twelve thousand to win to Plymouth, Indiana. On Saturday night, that's the last weekend of September. No Lucas, no Outlaws that weekend. I'm sending turn But now. I got a shameless plug. We got the cotton picking right. that weekend. But you know what? There's plenty of room in this country. Yep. Last week, last year we had Lucas running that weekend. We had 63 late yep. models at the cotton picking. I hope they have a great show. I know we'll have a great one in Mississippi. We need more tracks yep. paying good purses and so these racers can afford it. Sycamore, Derek, our track we love up in northern Illinois, added a 10000 to win event. The, po- the point I'm trying to make here is here we are like a month, month and a half out, and guys are just throwing races yeah. now. I think it's the power of social media. Yes, for sure. You can just just throw a race, Derek, a month out, and you might do pretty well with it. And I love Sycamore, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by this. That place drinks more beer per capita <laughs> of fans. Falls even per per fans in the stands per capita. They drink the most beer. They have a great time. It's also mm. a pretty racy Falls joint. fans, yes. you have been challenged. Uh, I would note that came uh, Johnny Stokes, of course, uh, will be the new uh, track prep guy out uh, the Wild West Shootout, an event we're heavily involved with. What did Brandon Overton tell you in a roundabout way? Uh, uh, Brandon Overton said he was kind of on the fence if they were going to start the year out there next year. This was Saturday night after the topless. He goes, but I'm coming back because Stokes is going to be out there. That's so, right. Uh, and Scott Woodhouse, a California guy out there who yeah. does Vegas and stuff, will, will be It's going to be here before him, we so. know it, guys. Yeah, I know. Next week. Next week. Uh, a shout-out, of course, to uh, Kelly Carlton's brother. I know he's been battling some health issues as well, so we hope you're doing better and hope everything's going well with him. It's just one of those times where it seems like things happen to uh, health-wise to people. So, Kelly's brother, good luck. I, I hope everything's going better for you. And uh, Gordy went swimming this past <laughs> week. Turn, show that. The infield at Tri-City is flooded during the Mars race. Look at this. Gordy Gunbaker. Eh, eh. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got all wet. <laughs> Gordy got all wet. Benji, how do you feel about your first late model live being in studio with us? Yeah, I, I give myself a, a strong D minus. You ooh, can always do ooh. better. But I didn't say okay. Memorial Day once, and I didn't start the music early either. And wow. then I didn't pick the possible wrong pick like Slob so you, did. So, you so know. You're, you're saying that we're all Fs and you're an actual D minus. No, actually, I'm, I'm really bad, and I'm just trying to bring you guys down to at least a C. But no, it was fantastic. Studio was awesome. And 
it's been great to be here. And, and you know, like I said, the, the Madden stuff's a bad deal, but I am ready to get to Mansfield this weekend, yep. get the weather, great racing, ready to hit the road with my Dirt on Dirt family. Let's go. One final note. I, I found this out. Those three races in New Mexico in January, yep. if one guy wins all three, it's a $25,000 bonus if one guy could win all three. So you put that on the, the Kaiser bonus. Yeah, over there, no, I don't think Kaiser's sponsoring it. I think they have a no, sponsor. I'm for saying it, over at the so Wild West Shootout, there, there's some saying. big bonus you could money. You make some in a lot of money out west in January. That is all I have for this week's show. Turn, can we do the triple box one more time? One more time. There, there it is. is. Yes. 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 Don't yes. forget, we are live from Mansfield all weekend long. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the Dirt Million will be live right here at dirtondirt.com. Ben Shelton, thank you for coming in. Derek Kessinger, um, your actual. Uh, co-host over here thank you for being here yes and uh, i think we all can agree chris madden good luck buddy we hope everything goes okay we hope to see you back by the world 100 i know it might be ambitious but uh, but i think you can do it so thoughts and prayers to you guys thank you from everybody at dirt on dirt.com live from the dirt million this weekend at dod